Hey y'all, it's your girl Tish and this is Tisha's Thoughts. Welcome back. And today's another special day. I have another special person with me. Special guest, announce yourself. Hi, this is Sophia. Thanks Tish for having me. You're so welcome, girl. Uh, Sophia is another wonderful person, wonderful human being, wonderful lady who I got the chance to spend quite a bit of time with when I was um, in Chicago. And I love her story and I'm just really excited to share and have her share, I mean, more so about on a more relaxed level. Like she's done it before for other things, uh, but I, I just wanted her to come on. Like I was, as I was going down my list of people for season three, I just was like, this makes sense. Like I would love more people or different people to hear um, what she has to say and just living out a beautiful, purposeful life and not being held back by certain things. So. Sophia, thanks again for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Season three. Well, season three. Look at that. Uh, it's craziness. And I just, you know, tell people a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, your background a little bit. Um, and yeah, we'll take it from there. You know how it goes. Yeah. So, Sophia come from the Windy City. That's exactly where I met you, Tish. And yes. I think one of my biggest blessings was meeting you at church because that was, you know, the greatest thing I and mean, being part of your small group. And, you know, a little bit about myself. Uh, been living in Chicago for the longest time, born and raised, families from here. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the things I like to do for fun. I like to work out. I like to spend time with my friends, drink some margaritas. But yes. you know, she lives her best just... life. I, I love <laughs> like there's people. I mean, I'm not the person who like falls. I like people living their best life. If they want to show their best life on IG or whatever, I'm like, go for it. And but there's just some people who I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I just love this for her. And Sophia is one of these one of those people. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> it's just like how much work she's put in to get to where she's at where you how, I'm saying this and like I'm not talking to you how much you've put in to get to where you're at and I in knowing your story knowing who you are as a person it's just like those people it's just easy to root for you thank you so I think I that's that. I think that's why it's like okay yes girl <laughs> do it do it <laughs> took me a while to get to this point but yes like, let's let's broadcast it yes and that's why you're here. So, yeah. um, so as Sophia said, you know, we met church. Um, that's a, a whole nother can caboodle of why I, there's multiple reasons why I won't mention it anymore. Um, that's for another episode, another day, but, um, there are plenty of good. There's plenty of good that came from that season of my life. And, uh, there's a lot of growth that we all experience that um, we can't deny that happened in that time. And, uh, but for some of this started before we met, um, before you came to the church that we met at. And so just, I guess, you know, share a little bit about that, like where, you know, you can throw in like start from the beginning if you want wherever you feel most comfortable to start your story at go ahead and and share uh your story with us yeah so a lot of the reason why i ended up joining the church we did because i was at a, a pivotal moment in my life where everything that could go wrong was going wrong and that gave me this level of anxiety which i didn't even realize was hereditary at the time but through my journey I always thought that there was something wrong with me. And, you know, there were these periods of time where I was feeling things that I didn't even really know or could explain what was going on with me. Like here, I'm like, you know, I come from this great family. I've 
went to a great school, I have a lot of friends, but there was this like feeling of kind of like emptiness. Mm-hmm. And with that, I was trying to find things to like fill it. Mm-hmm. And then it just, anxiety just started coming out of nowhere. And it happened at my 26th birthday. And I vividly remember the whole situation where I had my first panic attack at work. And I literally thought I was dying. I go to my coworker next to me and I was like, hey, I think I'm having a heart attack because that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what a heart attack feels like, but this is what it feels like. It just blurred vision. Just like, I I mean, I can remember it and like just feeling helpless. And my coworker was like, hey, like grab some water go to a separate room. I was like, okay, did that. The minute I went home to my apartment at that day, and at the time I was living with someone who I called my friend and, you know, I went home by myself because she worked a different work schedule and it started happening again. And it happened every single day mm-hmm. for like months and to not sleep and to have this consistent feeling of like the world is ending yeah. I had to do something and I did not know how to, how to, I couldn't, I didn't even know what to do. Like I didn't have anywhere to go to. I couldn't go to my family because when I told them, they're just like, get over it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if it was like a cultural thing or not, but you know, there's a lot of generational things that come out of it that people need to talk about this type of thing. Yes. And it's then, been it's been swept under the rug and I'm like what's wrong with me yeah get over yeah. it get over it it's um it's definitely hard we both come from Caribbean backgrounds and I think I think there's so many similarities in the good and the bad but that's definitely one of them that I feel like there's still we're still so behind yeah versus like you know the you American culture you want to call it or other cultures who are um, getting a better handle of accepting that you can't fake it till you make it yes we're strong people yes we've endured so much and we can endure it but we don't have to always endure it and it's not always just get over it and get back up and you know you can only do that for so long so in that like when you first heard that from your family, how, you know, we love our families. We're not speaking ill of our families, but we all also can under- agree that nobody is perfect. And families, the first and easiest way to be triggered the most, because at the for the most part, they know us the best. They're the closest to us, especially coming from close families like we do. So with that, um, in that time, like, how did that, how did hearing that shape those, that that dynamic in your family for that season? And how did you feel, you know, hearing that? Because that's, I mean, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. It was traumatizing to me. Yeah. Um, I just felt like they weren't taking me seriously. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's easy for people to be like, oh, look at all the good things that are happening. But it's like, there's a, there's a reason why I'm acting this way and just like, hear me out. And I felt unheard. Right. And it, it's like, I love my family and we're ride or dies for each other. Right. But it's it just like, this is, I think them seeing how strong I was before, they just couldn't like believe this was happening. They didn't start okay. taking me seriously until I ended up in the hospital. All right. I it's unfortunate, but I'm I'm not shocked that yeah. it took to to it get to the escalation. And yeah. as you mentioned the hospital, you know, so how long I guess before you start sharing how you ended up in the hospital, like how long was the anxiety attacks and panic attacks happening before that incident? It took, I would say, a good two months Okay. leading up to that point. Okay. So every day, I don't, I mean. It would just come out of nowhere. It like, does, that's what it does. It, it's the, the worst 
thing ever. And if you've never experienced it, it is so debilitating. And like you said, you can't vocalize what is happening, but literally every cylinder in your body is going haywire. And you, there's literally nothing in that moment to come and fix it. And yeah, I just, that's hard, but it, you get to these, you're trying to manage through life these, those three months and, you know, you get to that point. And so like, what is the kind of the straw that broke the camel's back and yeah. getting to that point? What, what's all, absolutely. What's also interesting to note too, is like, it doesn't have to be like a physical symptom too. Mm-hmm. It could be irritability because mm-hmm. that's what kind of like boiled up to this point for me that me ended up in the hospital was like irritability or exhaustion mm-hmm. where you can't get out of, out of bed. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do anything or you want to eat. Like I, I felt like I went through every feeling during this point and for the hospital in particular, like I had an incident that happened with my roommate that just kind of set me off. And it wasn't like she did this to me. This was a culmination of everything that I've been going through my whole entire life. But the situation with her just put me over the edge. And that's where I was like, ah, I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go in. I can't, I can't, the headaches, the everything, like it just, everything about it. I, I was like, I gotta go in. And at that point, like my parents came, doctor came in, they put me in a white room. And when they would put you in a room like that with nothing in it, that's essentially like the psych ward of the right. hospital. Right. And so they're like, we recommend, you know, you see someone for this. First thing my parents say is, no, 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 no. She's not going to see anyone. Really? Yeah. I did. You didn't tell me that I've no, Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yep. yep. What did you say to that? I was quiet because mm-hmm. I always kind of in this situation where uh, my and I don't know if you feel this too in terms of like family dynamic where sometimes I don't want to say like anger but just like a, a certain type of like anger comes out where it's very protective but you know you mean to be a little bit more soothing and calm but I think my parents were just really scared yes that they were just like being vocal like that is the only way that they can hide their fear of something happening to me you're right yeah, I, I get that's understandable. Yeah, that's understandable. Like uh, my sister's more so the protect, like overly wants to protect and try to be and not wanting to show that. And yeah, yeah it it can definitely it's like you can't fight it all the time. Yep. So you're but, in hospital. Yeah, like what yeah. it? What are you feeling? Your parents have said no. Like yeah. They took me home. They're like, maybe you should leave the apartment. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like, I'm going to consider moving out. But I still had like four months left in my lease. So it's not like I could really get out of it. Yeah. But then it was interesting because we've talked about it in our Bible studies before. But my friend pulled me aside and she was like, hey, I really think you should go see someone. And... I never thought about going to therapy ever in my entire life. My family was very anti-therapy. They still are very anti-therapy. They probably could benefit from it. Everyone can benefit from it. You ain't never lied. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember waking up one day and I said, I'm going to do it. I don't, I don't, I'm going to do it. And I researched online for someone who specialized in the feelings that I were feeling. And I ended up finding this place in Chicago that was super close by. And, you know, the minute I met her, I was like, whoa, I think I'm supposed to be here. Like, I can't explain it. And I know she's going to help me with what I'm dealing with right now. And it's interesting what we've uncovered, because if I didn't do that, I don't think I would be where I'm at today without taking that step, that massive step in my life. For sure. 
I, I, even though I met you in the the growing phase of of that, yeah, I fully agree. I fully agree. And and the, I, the one thing I've had to accept too, like as you talked about, you know, people not wanting, not feeling like they therapy is a necessity or not needing to go, and I'm just like. You know, when you've been on the other side, you know, this is literally the best thing you can do for yourself, especially if you've just had things, even if it's small things in your life, in your childhood that create big things now as an adult that you haven't properly dealt with, you deserve that. I think people see it as a matter of just like, letting someone that they don't know into all their business and it's just like it's it's nothing i mean you do but you still have to build a a relationship just like with anybody else but it's for you it is a one-sided relationship and it's the only time in life one of the only times in life where that's okay and it's it's okay to do that and i and when i think about that i just I've had to like calm myself down to accept, okay, people just have to be, give them the time to get to the place to, like you said, just get up and decide I'm going to do it. Cause that's the same thing that happened with me. I actually wasn't sleeping. I was anxious ridden, couldn't sleep, couldn't do anything. And I was just like, and that was, I've been around counselors or I've known, I've been in close proximity with someone who's in counseling or a counselor themselves since I was like 17, 18 years old. But it wasn't until 2016. And like I had tried therapy even before that too, but it wasn't until that moment for me where everything clicked and it was like, yeah, you got to do this, you know, but it's still so hard sometimes when people are just but, you know, especially people you so deeply care for and love so much, that'd be like, uh, I'm good. I don't need it. So like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Why not? Don't you see how it's like, obviously, you can see the difference in me. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So it's that's been like my recent journey. Just being OK with someone that you care about, not wanting to do something that actually could be like really good for them it's like same thing with someone like trying to speed down my throat to lose weight I'm like yeah I will get there when I get there get there okay I am cute and fat and that's none of your business no but you know that's a whole nother story we're gonna get to that too um but yeah I just I just had to throw that out there because I'm just like this is really good though and it's like it's not like a workout like a workout you got to have like some energy literally going to a therapist you're sitting on the couch like yeah what what is it for you to talk to someone for an hour like it's great it's so good so (laughs) um but you start therapy um and you connect and like just you know continue on like where that those beginning stages of like unraveling these things to get to a point of starting to heal and figure out ways to fight the battle that is anxiety. Yeah. I think, you know, it was interesting because I'm a naturally guarded person and this was something that I uncovered through therapy that I don't have to be this way. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, you know, guard myself, I can be vulnerable and it's with a stranger, but who I ended up developing such a great relationship with because I actually had someone who I could say something to and they wouldn't judge me for what I did. And because, you know, people closest to you, they're always going to have their opinions Mm -hmm. and, and do things. But it's like, I actually have someone in my life who's not going to like judge or give an opinion. She's going to ask me how I feel about it. And I'm like, whoa, like, you actually care about my feelings? You're not saying, hey, maybe you should do this, or I wish you didn't do that. Why did you do that? Like, I have someone that's like, how do you feel? And when people ask you that, it's like, ugh, I don't know. And then you start crying, but then you feel great. And then it's like, whoa, 
I didn't realize I was holding on to that and you can let it go. Yeah, it's it's hard out there in these streets. I mean, yeah. Do you feel like um as you were having when did you feel like okay, I can let this guard down with her, but when did you start to feel that you can let this guard down in the other parts of your life? Like yeah. when were you starting to kind of feel that freedom that anxiety so easily tries to take mentally and physically and yeah. all things, yeah. Yeah. So I started off with a once a week just to gauge the relationship. And then at that point, I felt comfortable enough with her that I was like, yes, this is the person that I want to continue mm-hmm. um, meeting with. But, you know, I was still, we were, we were cracking things open and that was triggering me. So I had to meet her multiple times during the week because okay. there was like way too much stuff going on. The minute we start unraveling things, I realize I'm like, oh, okay, I actually got to meet with you because there's stuff going on in my work life, stuff going on in my personal life. Like I hated my job. I had a terrible boss who would take out everything on me. And I look back on it and I'm like, whoa, he actually like mistreated me. Mm -hmm. And instead of like speaking up about it, I just left the workplace. And then, you know, later on the road, I find out that three other women ended up leaving the workplace because of this guy. Wow. And I'm like, dang, I wish I would have like said something. But then she told me, she's like, you can't hold on to that guilt. Like, you got to let that go. Yeah. You don't work there anymore. And I'm like, ah. But it's just like things like that were triggering me that would happen at work or in my personal life. I was dating a guy at the time who, like, I thought the world of. Mm -hmm. And you know, he didn't even bat an eye. It was like one of these like fantasies that I came up in my mind and it was causing anxiety because I was trying to like make something into what it wasn't. And she would help me like, Hey, you know, know your worth and all these things. And I'm like, I can't right now because I'm just hung up on these things. So it was creating more anxiety and like, you know, panic because I think at that time I'm like, Whoa, should I have been married? Should I have kids by now? Am I on the path to that? Yeah. Because society puts this pressure of, whoa, okay, you know, you're approaching 30. Now, you know, you're over 31. Like, oh my gosh, you should be married. You should have kids. What, 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 like what? Especially in our cultures. In our culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have to hear my family, oh, you know, I had so-and-so at 32. Yeah, but you're on your third or fourth kid. So it's like. (laughs) It's just all this unnecessary pressure that culminates coming out of these sessions. And like you start uncovering things that you didn't know were caused, were a source of anxiety. Yes. Yes. And I think like I shared with you before, uh, I come from a Catholic background Mm -hmm. and just Catholicism in itself. And I've been to private school my whole life. So that meant wearing your uniform. And if you didn't have your uniform, done a certain way you got in trouble Mm -hmm. you didn't wear your hair a certain way you got in trouble if you rigid and everything was super rigid and I'm like yeah and like now I realize that that level was kind of turning me into a robot sort Mm -hmm. of like it it just felt robotic and it's like wow I can't mess up if I if I leave my planner I'm gonna get a detention like this high performance anxiety has been just ingrained in me since day one and I'm grateful for the education I'm grateful for everything my parents sacrificed to do it but like looking back on it it's like okay these are some of the things that I recognize that came from that part of my life that I can let go of it doesn't have to be perfect this this idea of perfectionism does not exist and it's a source of anxiety and it's like dang (laughs) you hit a lot Say it louder for the people. So in the as back. you can see, the people is me. <laughs> it's it's just you want you really find out things about yourself that you never even like known. Like I would have never known that anxiety was such a generational curse in my family. Mm. My mom did not share that with me. She it wasn't until after I started talking about it more openly that she shared, hey. Yeah, I have it too. Your aunts, your cousins. 
like right. everyone it's rooted and it's like how do we crack this how how do we what can we do for you know yeah. people moving forward it's, how, it's how does it feel to be the one pretty much breaking it yeah how does it feel I, I mean when I look back at it I'm like wow like it took this to happen but yeah I'm glad and I'm glad I think just for my personality type to be vocal about it mm-hmm. now like you know my cousin went through the same thing and she and I would lean on each other for it because it happened shortly after and I'm like what's going on in this season of our life right now that's doing this and it's a lot of the same things where it's just like striving for perfection or trying to get that job that you want trying to get that relationship that you want mm-hmm. trying to you know do things better than they were before and then you kind of put yourself in a situation where it's like oh it's okay right it's okay it's okay like give yourself grace enjoy life while you have it because it's it's crazy but just reflecting it you realize how like short life is yes the pandemic really put that in perspective for you I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I was going to ask you um, next was how, you know, you've grown so much. This is this journey f- uh, for Sophia. I can, it started what, 2016? Yep. 2016, yep. around the same time as me. Um, so, you know, it's been like so much growth that I've seen, even like not seeing her as every week, just so much growth has happened. But you know, let's fast forward to this past year and a half with the the pandemic and all that it brought on in so many ways for everybody. But how how did you navigate this past like year and a half with, I know for me, there's the loss of stability. I mean, there's reasons for how it's triggered my anxiety, the loss of stability, the things I went through as a child and um, and those different things, how it affected me through this year, last year and a half. But for you, how, how, did, how did it affect you first? And how have you managed this last year and a half to try to stay as healthy and close to anxiety less I never want to say someone is healed from anything that's their decision to say so you know how how have you managed it in a healthy last year I love that you brought it up as management because you're right it's not one of these things that just kind of like go away yeah I still battle it from time to time there could be things that kind of trigger it but then when I think part of the reason why I love therapy so much is because they equip you with the practices to recognize it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and feel what you're feeling, but then techniques on how to manage it. And everyone's different. Like right. for me, when I think about how do I combat my anxiety, working out is a huge part of me. I ask you that too. Yes. But yeah. what was interesting though, is that I, when I, when I first started with the anxiety, I couldn't get into a gym. Walking into a gym, I started freaking out. I had to get out. Mm. And so then I took up meditation and yoga in my living room because that's where I felt safe at. And then I worked my way back up to becoming active and being around people and, and doing so. So it was a combination of things, especially with the pandemic. Like, I think I remember when they told us like at work, they're like, hey, you're, this is the last day we're, we're all gonna be working from home. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is, we'll be back in the office in two weeks. And then when those two weeks passed, I'm like, no, this isn't happening. Yeah. And um, then things started getting really serious. And I, I remember going to Trader Joe's and the entire aisles were just wiped out. Mm-hmm. That's when I really started freaking out. I was like, oh, okay, like this is really, really serious right now. And so in that situation, it's like, okay, what, what, what do I need to do right now to not like freak out or get anxious about what's going on right now? Because we see everything on TV and like mm-hmm. how many lives that were lost. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was, it was so hard to see that and live through that. And, you know, to say that 
that, that we it, it, I mean, it's still like going on granted like with the vaccines and everything right. thank god for that and everything but still it's just like there's there's just it was it was wild everything and i look back on it and i'm like whoa like if i didn't have like the the thing the time with my therapist and and learning those practices i feel like it would have been a different situation for me but I try to keep myself occupied because you couldn't leave the house. Like I didn't leave the house for that initial period of time. Like I would go on walks briefly outside, but it was like complete. There was no one outside. Right. It's like deserted. Desert, completely deserted, completely deserted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was so tough to, I, I was grateful that with my job that we, sell software and stuff so it's not like it was a, a time where a lot of businesses needed us so I was grateful enough to keep the job but with that came with more working hours mm-hmm. and I realized that I was working like 12 14 hours a day all hours wow. of the night get an email at 10 o'clock at night respond to it wake up at one o'clock in the morning see another response so that was a part of me that happened where I'm like, I gotta put some boundaries in place because I noticed- been on my, we are on the same wavelength (laughs) today. we are. That's literally, I'm like, okay, adjust, adjust, yes. It it taught me, it taught me to put boundaries in place because I realized that this was not sustainable, Mm -hmm. a sustainable way of life of me. I like separation when it comes to everything. And I had to, I literally had to merge my gym, my job, and my life pattern in my apartment. <laughs> and it was just, and I know everyone was going through that. And I think what came out of this was people were actually okay with talking about COVID anxiety and stress. Resources were coming out of everywhere, Calm, Headspace app, people actually getting together with, you know, virtual meetings and trying to connect on a level that we haven't done before. Yeah. And so I was grateful for that too, because those are some of the resources I were, I was using with between the Headspace app as an example. Um, but just trying to, it was hard. It just every day, blunt, it was all blending in together. Every single day was the same day. So it's like, what can I do? coloring books. I loved coloring books, puzzles, like literally doing things I never would have done before because, you know, at one point you're bored because you can't go outside, but right. two, it's like, what else can I do to tire my brain out? Because your brain just kept going and jumping to conclusions. Yes. And it's like, oh no, so-and-so sick. Like I gotta pray for them. I, I remember like my mom's a nurse. So like, I was terrified, terrified Girl. for her. Girl. And that's just you know, stress that I was like, yeah. yeah, Ooh. yeah, that, that's why the people, I, I think that was one of the most frustrating things when people try to, anyone who's tried to like minimize or say it's not real or just believe in these dumb conspiracy. I'm like, do you want to see all the gear that my mother has had to yeah. order or put on because they can't afford to get them for them or my sister had literally was petrified to work on her floor at times because she was worried she had to be moved to a COVID floor and she's high risk. Like, yeah, people, <laughs> just, it's, it just was very infuriating at times to see my mother and know my sister are going out to put their, literally put their lives on the line for other people. And people are like, oh no, this is it. This isn't it. This is fake. I just hundred percent. Just to punch people in the face. But continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a valid point because it was the same situation with like my family, and you know, you look back on it, and I'm like, I'm I'm grateful, but mm-hmm. I know that I have plenty of coworkers who've lost family members because mm-hmm. of it, and it's like, ah, it was. It's just hard. It's hard. I, to do um, that. I will I will have to say I must I must say this too because I've been wanting but I will say Sophia has been like one of the people who has been so supportive in her own ways to me in this last year 
And I don't think you know how grateful I truly am for you in like multiple ways. And to know, and that's the thing too, is just like, you have so much going on in your head. And a lot of times that can make people go very inward. And yet you have been able to try to stay as not only inward, but outwardly focused and still love on people the way that you do and still be there for your family, be there for your friends. And while honoring yourself, and I just, I truly, truly just adore you. And I'm just so like, I, I'm just so great. Like, I don't think I'll, I I will never forget. I will never forget it. I will truly, truly never forget it. Um, I got, you're one of the reasons why I got through this past year and it, it's just so people think that, okay, you put on, you get what you need to get done and you do what you need to do and okay, then she must be okay or, or it's fine now. And it's just like, that's not the case, you know, and you have And to have an emphatic heart on top of <laughs> all that's going on. And that's why I had to shout it out because I'm just like, I don't, for anyone who gets, who knows like what anxiety can truly do to you and to just still manage to still like reach out and care for people and not focus on yourself in a time where you really just, I got to. I could easily go into this bubble and hide. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I just, I just had to say that. And then, thank you. I love you. And I just, I'm I love so, you too. So grateful for you. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, this, this last year has really taught me a lot about how I'm, how am I letting my mental health lead my life? Or am I going to let my, get, allow myself to lead my life? Yep. So how, how, how are you feeling in that aspect? You know, yeah, we're still, I still think we're very far from like any kind of normal that people think, um, even though things are opening back up and it feels a little bit yeah. safer, please get vaccinated. The yeah. science behind the vaccination is years old. That is why they were able to get it done as fast as they did. It did not start when <laughs> the pandemic started. Please people believe in science. But anyways, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I love that plug. <laughs> um, I just... And you've, you've, what are some of those, as we talked, going back to the boundaries topic, because I love me some boundaries. How have, what are those boundaries that you have set that have worked for you in protecting your peace and helping with managing the anxiety, with doing what you need to do, you know, to live your best life, basically? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I learned from this is that there are a lot of people that I don't really want to hang out with anymore. (laughs) And I cut them out so fast. And in a delicate way, I mean, like the pandemic was a great excuse, but it really surfaced the people that were facilitating the anxiety and feeding it. And you don't realize it. You don't realize it until you're removed from the situation. Mm. And when you don't see said people, it, it, uh, it allows you to take a step back and evaluate. And I believe everyone has a season in their life and a purpose in their life. And I'm not, this is not a PSA of me saying, go cut off everyone and stuff. Because right, I do right. believe that people need you, but there is a time and, and a place and a season for where that relationship stands. And it's okay if it doesn't go past that. Everyone's growing and growth happens at different stages and that's okay. But, you know, I, I bring this up because I had a friend who I, was, who I thought was super close with and 
you know, we ended up going our separate ways and that's okay. Like I wish her the best. I wish her and her family the best. I'm sure she wishes me the best and everything, but it was one of those things where like we hung out all the time. And then, you know, when we got forced into lockdown, I realized, okay, like we actually don't have to hang out with each other all the time. It's okay not to see everyone all the time. Mm -hmm. But when you realize in situations that if it's like constant negativity mm -hmm. or constantly talking about other people, and it's like, we have so much other things to talk about in our Girl. lives. Like, why do we have to continue to talk about what so-and-so did or what so-and-so's relationship's like? No, like, let's talk about food. Let's talk about a movie. Food's great. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But like, you realize that there are, you know, people that there's, I believe there's a time and a season for everyone and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like that was just one of those situations where I was like, okay, like actually we're okay. Or like, you know, with like the work happy hours, I realized how much work happy hours would take a toll on me. Pandemic allowed me to realize I don't have to go to happy hour with my coworkers all the time. I spend eight hours out of the day with you. Why would I want to go spend Girl, precious make it, hours? Make it. <laughs> Put the boundary in place, guys. This is your PSA. You do not have to go to all the work happy hours. Prioritize yourself. Oh my gosh. Especially <laughs> if things are opening back up where you are and you're yeah. unfortunately one of the, I mean, there's a lot of people who want to go back to the office. There's a lot of people who don't, but if you're one of those people and you, things start, you, it's okay to say no. Yes. No is not a bad word. Y'all be, we'll be cussing up a storm before you say no to somebody. Right. It's okay. <laughs> it's hundred percent. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I know, you know, it's, you, you don't want to get FOMO, but guess right. what? FOMO is anxiety. Just saying, Hey, let's, let's, let's make this up because everyone else is having fun. Do you think they're really having fun? Probably not. Most likely not. <laughs> Most likely not. So it's okay to say no. And I think that's the best word that you could use. Honestly, just like put, that's a perfect place of boundaries, at least for, for the work instance, I mean, I block time on my calendar now to focus and do things for me because next thing you know, it's like things pop up. Yeah. Same thing with family events. Like if a family okay. event comes out now. Tell, tell me, tell I me. I used to be the person that went to every, every single event. one. Tisha, you know this best. And <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but I realized I don't have to go to every family event. And I say this because pandemic I couldn't go to Easter the first year that was the first holiday I ever missed in my life my 30 years 31 years now on this earth um, and I was like actually I could miss family outings now and I don't still feel bad yeah for not going and it's okay. It's okay. They're, the family will get over it. They'll figure out something else to talk about. They shall. On the next topic. So <laughs> I am grateful for you to bringing that up because I remember, I vividly remember. Oh and my now gosh. Look at how far I've come to you. I'm, I'm so, that literally just made my whole night because I have, when I tell y'all, my precious baby would sit here and be like I, I don't I have to go rent a car I have to do this I have to do that I have to I have stuff to do for work when I get back I don't know I have plans in the city girl don't go but you know I, this is what I would hear every time an event and as it's nothing's gonna change you're gonna be okay and <laughs> And so this is like so great. I'm super proud of you. And I think that's amazing. Thank and you. Like just again, just continued growth and living. Um, and I know for you too, like there'd be times we would talk and or we would plan something and you'd be like, okay, but I got to make sure I get this run in. And even if it wasn't for yeah. marathon training, which y'all, she's a marathon runner, like multiple marathons. It's she's a beast mode when she's working out. Um, love to see it. She's not there yet, but you know, one day. Um, <laughs> and that was another thing too that I just like want to share because I know that's one of your I like I'm saying yes to this before I'll say yes to you. Yeah. So like 
you know, do you, have you been able to continue that even with like the pandemic and making sure like, this is one of the ways I protect my peace in my body. Like, cause I know, you know, a lot of people like I fell off and stuff, but how have you been able to manage in the last year and a half? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I would say the pandemic put things into perspective that Mm. working your body out to that degree, it is not, it wasn't for me. I had to learn ways of doing things differently because it was cold out. So I don't run in the cold. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think the 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 stress, I was like, hey, I actually have to like kind of do other things and kind of find other outlets. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, hey, going to run every day and trying to get this in, it's okay. Like I can I can take a break. I can find another outlet. I do keep my self-care, you know, Sundays still going with like a, and that's, in the, you know, for me, it's not even just running anymore. It's the skincare routine. It's buying myself flowers. It's getting myself my favorite meal because I love my food and I'm going to enjoy it. And so I realized that it doesn't have to be like working out to be my outlet. Mm-hmm. The pandemic really allowed me to find other ways because I couldn't go to a gym. I couldn't do all that. Yeah. yeah. And to rest, to rest, because literally doing nothing, it's okay to sit and do nothing. It's, it's it really hard, is. I, I didn't realize that I could yeah. do that. It's it's hard because when you as you try to let go of the perfectionism or like I need to make sure I get something done and and it's hard. So then you're like pacing. <laughs> I don't know about you. Like I had to get used to if I'm going to sit on this couch it's okay for multiple hours if I don't have to pace myself or like be like you know me and my everyone makes fun of me but I have this game called tune blast it is one of the ways that keeps me calm and I'm not ashamed to admit it and like but I was like overdoing it like (laughs) trying to like keep myself together (laughs) and so I but it's like it I feel like what the pandemic has really allowed people to have you know if we want to be like deep words like metamorphosis to Mm -hmm. changing into these different beings of themselves that you do not have to always follow the status quo of your life even if you made the decision to be there so I love that I think that you know me, I love skincare. So here we go. Mm. Yes! Have all I'm the tools. All, about it. all the tools, all the creams. You know, shout out to my sister in law, Dina, sells Mary Kay. Don't sleep on them, okay? They have great skincare products still. Anywho. Um, but Sophia, I am so grateful for this time. I'm not yeah. we're coming down to the end. Um overall what what is something from where you're at now that you would like to share just to encourage those who are listening right now like from your journey to now of yeah. of healing of growth of managing the anxiety of becoming a better version of yourself that didn't look like what you thought it should look like and being okay with that. Like, how can you, what would you, how would you word that to encourage somebody who's listening? Yeah, I would say keep moving forward. No matter what, it will get better. Yes. And there, there are days that are very hard and that's okay. And then there's going to be amazing days. And then there's going to be mediocre days. But as long as you keep getting up, and just doing whatever you can to keep progressing the next day, whether it's taking that step of going to therapy or just leaning on a friend that you trust to talk about these things, it it is gonna get better for you. And I know some may not feel that right now, but I promise you it will get better because life's way too short for us to be controlled by this thing that, that, is, is maybe consuming at the moment, but it is going to get better. Yes. And just to keep getting up every single day. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh um, yeah, I gave me all choked up. Ooh. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Sophia. I think it's so true. It's you know what I try to tell people. It's okay to feel what you're feeling in that moment, but you yes. don't sit there. Don't stay in yeah. it. Um. And so with that, I just, again, thank you so much, Sophia, for joining me today. This was so wonderful, yes. so necessary. And just hearing, hearing it again from a, a, a different side, I don't want to say side of you, <laughs> a, a growing you in a new season. And so I just, I love that. And to anybody, is there anything you want to shout out? Anybody you want to shout out or anything you want to pub? Or... I'm just grateful for you. I'm grateful for everyone who's helped contribute to get me to where I'm at today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's my big shout out. Yes. <laughs> um, it is my pleasure. I, um, it's, it's always easier for some people who like what you, it's just, and it shows who you are because in what you shared of, you know, be willing to grow and move forward because there's times where Sophia would come to me and people come to me for advice that is part of my giftings and I'm totally okay with it but I'm also what I'm also okay with is most importantly like accepting that like I tell them who come to me you're a grown-ass adult you're gonna do what you want okay but it's always a little bit easier when someone is willing to at least take a little bit of what I say and trust my wisdom that is not from me definitely God-given because I'd be doing some dumb stuff too but amen (laughs) (laughs) amen you trying to say I'm done no just kidding (laughs) I'm kidding um but so he like definitely is one who you you would like actually take into consideration and like I I don't have to necessarily worry about you um so I'm I'm just like super proud again I'm super proud and thank you and it was like one of the easier people to give advice to I should say (laughs) (laughs) so again thank you Sophia for joining me thanks for listening everybody you know how to find me on the IG thoughts t-w-e-s-h-s thoughts on the ig you can dm or shout out or let us know if you have any questions or thoughts and i'll see you on the flip side bye sophia say bye bye (laughs) (laughs) bye